Behold, behold, behold the pale podcast. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. My life has value. My life has value. Behold the Pale Podcast. No, no. Oh, Alexander, behave, buddy, behave. Behave. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Behold, 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 a Pale Podcast. Woo! Woo, the ghosts are all here, right? With the Halloween season cruising up on us, uh, you know? And when you, when you think of Halloween, what do you think of? Think of pumpkins, you know what I mean? Where would you find a pumpkin? Find it on a farm, you know what I mean? So we're going to talk about getting to some farming today. Uh, we got Brother Jonathan with us, Brother Alexander the Great with us. Um, hell yeah. Rest in peace, Norm MacDonald, we want to start off the show. Very sad to hear that Norm MacDonald passed away. Uh, we're all big fans of his comedy and him. He was one of those dudes that uh, didn't really care what he said. You know, there's a few people out there, in general, you know, comedians, of course, but, you know, people in general. You think of, like, Gilbert Gottfried. He, you know, he, he don't mind ruining his career for a joke. That's what we like here. Um, We're going to miss Noam's deliveries, man. No matter, no matter his joke, he always delivered them the same way. It was just beautiful. It was beautiful, that dry humor, you know. Yeah. Artie Lang's kind of like that too. It's funny, dirty, uh, dirty work. Of course, the masterpiece with them. You know, it's funny. I remember Artie Lang once making a joke uh, after Robin Williams died, and he was like, "If you were to watch Aladdin and say one of these people were going to kill himself off, Robin Williams or Gilbert Gottfried, you wouldn't be picking Robin Williams." You know what I mean? <laughs> and he, could, he could almost say the same thing. Unfortunately, like. You think of dirty work, you think one of those actors, you know, leaving leaving Earth early, you'd think it'd be Artie with the way he lives, you know what I mean? But, yeah. But, yeah, he can't be stopped. But, yeah, rest in peace, Norm MacDonald. Alexander the Hawk, I know, is a big fan. That's why he's quiet. <laughs> uh, I enjoy Norm MacDonald. You're like, you're like two miles away. You feel like two miles away. So... 
we just wanted to give a quick shout out and rest in peace to Norm McDonald. But uh, today's episode is brought to you by uh, Facebook videos, we'll say. I was sent this video by somebody and I uh, sent it over to the, the gang. They might have seen it previously. But uh, in the video, it was some farmers, you know, and they were talking about how they were getting paid off uh, from the government to destroy all their crops, which was very interesting. And What was know. it they were saying? It was like 1.5 times the uh, going amount of their crops. Yeah. Yeah, like a good chunk of it. So, like, yeah. and, you know, they were refusing to give them, you know, the subsidy, uh, no subsidy, and they were going to hold their taxes and such and just kind of be difficult if they didn't play ball, which, you know, we it's how the how it goes, you know what I mean? Um, it was really weird stuff, you know. I know that for an extra six hundred bucks, uh, they would tell the for an extra six hundred bucks, you got an acre if you mowed it. If you mowed it yeah. yourself instead of them driving over and spraying Agent Orange on it, which I thought was very weird to begin with. Because isn't Agent Orange like it's hardcore shit? Yeah, it's been linked to cancer since fucking Vietnam. Yeah, dude. There's a there's a rapper, underground legend, R.A. the Rugged Man. Uh, I shot a few shows with him back in the day. We worked on a documentary. I worked on a documentary. shot some footage for it that was based off his father, Staff Sergeant John A. Thorborn. And uh, he was in Vietnam, and he got Agent Orange put on him. And I know, I, I think R.A. had, like, you know, four siblings and him. So out of the five, I think, like, three of them were born like handicapped and unfortunately passed away really young. Um, and I even think his sister that was kind of born not handicapped, I think later in life she actually had a kid that had issues and it was due to like the Agent Orange that that landed on the father type deal. Yeah, so, so it was passed down through the genes. Yeah, it's a crazy. It's crazy. <clears throat> so when I heard Agent Orange and that, I was like, huh, what? that's still a thing? the hell is going on here? Yeah, like, seriously. That can't be a thing, right? It can't be. I like to, I try not to think it is, you know what I mean? But, it, you know, it's that control oil, you control the nations, but you control food, you control people, you know what I mean? Very famous old Henry Kissinger line, which that, pop, that popped in my head when I seen these videos, and I knew that line from a ways back um, because it's just... Every now and then you get you read something that's just like the truth. No it's and the buffs about it and you're just like, Yeah, yeah, that's right. You you got that <laughs> right. Um we'll get a little bit deeper into that uh further on. But yeah, they're showing videos of them like uh, destroying the crops. Now, it goes down to the old controlling the people and that's the key to it, you know, that's the big deal is controlling the people. Do you guys see any other reason? I tried to do a little catch twenty two on what it could be, uh, outside of what 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 it, what what we assume it to be. But with the you know the with COVID, you think it's bad crop. You think it might be bad food that well, they just nobody was getting anything during COVID, so it all piled up. And knowing any corporation, they would probably sell that bad food for the money because they don't want to lose the money. So I wonder if it was something like that. The possibility of something like that? What do you think? Why would they want to go and spray Agent Orange on it afterwards if they didn't? You know what I mean? It kind of doesn't, like, make sense to me. It's a weird deal. It's like, 
if I if we were going to try and make the the the, the, the G men be good people, you could say, hey, maybe they were trying to minimize rotten food getting brought in, but we we all know that's not really that's not the case, most likely. You know, it's more of a like Mister Kissinger says. Yeah, but uh, it's tricky because yeah, food's so big and they control so many things. Uh, you know, we talked about on the show before. It's like you're, you know, you're your typical. You're born into life, and you know, to kind of live life, not like, you know, the whole routines of everybody going to work five days a week or whatever to pay for their bills and all the like the, the beauties in life. You know, that like wasn't the plan. That wasn't a part of the big plan in the beginning. It just kind of fell into. It became that. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. who's to say with all these extra baggage of the good things as well as the bad things that we got to deal with it's like where would we be without this baggage you, you kind of feel you know and uh food's just another way of control you know because you gotta eat you know what i mean it's one of those deals now uh, with the agriculture you know i wanted to get a little bit into that uh a little bit as well as uh well first off i wanted to get into a little bit of like the beginning like where 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 scholars and folks believe, you know, everything developed from when it comes to farming and stuff. You know, scholars have developed a number of hypotheses to explain the historical origins of agriculture. Studies of the transition from hunter gatherer to agricultural societies indicate an indecent period uh, of intensify intensification and increasing sedentism. Examples are the Natufian culture in the Levant and the early Chinese Neophilic in China. Uh, current models indicate that the wild stands that had been harvested previously started to be planted, but were not immediately domesticated. Uh, the local climate change is uh, the favorite explanation of the origins of agriculture in the Levant. When major climate change took place after that last ice age, much of the earth became subject to a long, dry season. These conditions favored annual plants, which die off in long-term dry season, um, leaving a dormant seed or tuber, an abundance of readily storable wild grains and pulses enabled hunter-gatherers in some areas to form the first settled villages at this time. Early people began altering communities of flora and fauna uh, for their own benefit through means such as fire stick farming, which is also known as cultural burning and cool burning, the practice of uh, Aboriginal Australians regularly using fire to burn vegetation, uh, which is one of the things they were, they were in those videos, they were doing some burning. Um, also forest gardening, sustainable plant-based food production, uh, based on woodlands and the ecosystem. But very early wild grains have been collected and eaten from at least 105,000 years ago and possibly much longer. Exact dates are hard to determine as people collected and ate seeds before domesticating them. And planting characteristics may have changed during this period. Without human selection, an example is a semi-tough ratchis and a larger seeds of cereals from just after the younger Dryas, about 9,500 9, BC in the early Holician, in the Levant region of the fertile crescent monophyletic 
characteristics were attained without any human intervention, implying that apparent domestication of uh, the serial ratchets could have been occurred quite naturally. There was a lot of trial and error in the days of eating things off the ground. You know what I mean? We've come a long way. We've come a long way. Well, sometimes you can go into some big kind cities of. and still see some people eat. No, we're ground. taking steps backwards now. <laughs> it's okay. I, we can do that from time to time. We, we make so many steps forward that as a, as a society, I guess we could take a few steps back, right? Or is it the other way around? I think we... I think all we do is take steps back. That's if how you, it feels. If you took any more steps back, you'd be out of your house. Uh, you, you, found, you sound like you're down the hallway on the microphone. Kick it. <laughs> do it. Agriculture began independently in different parts of the globe and included a diverse range of taxa. At least 11 separate regions of the old and new world were involved as independent centers of origin. Some of the earliest known domestications were of animals, domestic pigs, and multiple centers of origins in Eurasia, including Europe, East Asia, and Southwest Asia, where wild boar were first domesticated about 10,500 years ago. Sheep were domesticated in Mesopotamia between 11,000 BC and 9,000 BC. Cattle were domesticated from the wild aurochs in the areas of modern Turkey and Pakistan around 85. 100 BC. Camels were domesticated late, perhaps around 3000 BC. So, yeah, they catch them and they bring them in. Uh, I wish there was more trial and error learnings on this. Uh, they'd be more, they'd be a little more comedic, I feel. <laughs> you know, it was not until after nine, uh, nine, five, 9,500 BC that the eight so called founder crops of agriculture appear. First, Emmer. In encorn wheat, then hold barley peas, peas, lentils, bitter vetch, which sounds like vomit, chickpeas, and flax. And flax, you see flax, uh, to the, you see a lot of this to this day. These eight crops occur more or less simultaneously on pre-pottery, neophilic, bee sites in the Levant. Although wheat was the first to be grown and harvested on a uh, a significant scale at around the same time, uh, Parthenocarpic fig trees were domesticated. So they go find them and they bring them in and they bring them into their area and they say, this is going to be our farm. Domesticated rye occurs in small quantities at some Neolithic sites in Asia Minor, Turkey, as the pre-pottery, uh, you know, Kinhazan third near Katapedic. Oh, that guy. Yeah, but it's otherwise absent until the Bronze Age of Central Europe. It's a lot of history lessons for people here. But uh, it's a good deal. So mainly what you're dealing with is, you know, this is the beginning of it. And as soon as, you know, they figured out what isn't going to kill them, when they eat it, that's kind of, they, they gather all that stuff up. You know, the, the, the trials and tribulations of eating the bad berries and, you know, taking that long nap. They call it the long nap back in the day. And, <laughs> you know, you know not to eat those berries anymore. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's why I have you uh, taste my food first. No, that was very nice of you. I was wondering what it was. <laughs> I was wondering why you did those things. I thought you had a, uh, an infliction. You know what I mean? <laughs> but... So, yeah, the food, you know, very important stuff and, you know, cruises its way into, into history and more, 
very important shit hits the civilization. The Sumerian farmers grew uh, the cereals, barley, and wheat, starting to live in villages from about 8,000 BC. Given the low rainfall of the region, agriculture relied on Tigris and the Euphrates rivers. Irrigation canals leading from the rivers permitted the growth of cereals in large enough quantities to support cities. The first plows uh, appeared a pictograph from the Urak around 3000 BC. Uh, Seed plows that funneled seed into the plowed furrow appear on seals around 2300 BC. Vegetable crops included chickpeas, lentils, peas, beans, onions, garlic, lettuce, leeks, and mustard. They grew fruits including dates, grapes, apples, melons, and figs alongside their farming. Sumerians also caught fish and hunted fowl and gazelle. Uh, the meat of sheep, goats, cows, and poultry was eaten mainly by the elite. She was preserved by dyeing, salting, and smoking. Fish was preserved by drying, salting, and smoking. You know, I heard not too long ago, I heard an issue with the, the truck drivers, you know. They we're going to have an issue with the truck drivers. They're not going to have as many cruising around. Um, you know, you're going to have an issue with getting, you know, food to grocery stores. If, if things get really bad, it's going to go back into the Goodfellas days there where the trucks are just going to get pulled over by mafiosos or hoodlums, terros, and uh, fucking take their cargo. You know what I mean? Hopefully mm. leave them for living. But uh, it's probably going to get that bad. Um, you know, go and... If it, it'll be a gradual thing where it'll just eventually be, Oh, well guys, we got some bad news for you. There's no more food, but you know, if you join our fan club, we'll, mm. we'll, give, we'll give you a, we'll give you one meal a day for your family to eat off of, but you've got to join the fan club. It costs a lot of money. You know what I mean? And then you get the tricky nature of that, and I—it's weird. It's almost like we could, we can go there, and that's with with them killing off, paying people to kill off their crops and stuff like that. You do, you only you think you think what would be the wicked reasons for all these things? You know what I mean? And then you automatically think of the control factor, world and domination, world domination, exact mundo. You know what I mean? It's just one of those crazy crazy deals uh and it's really the one thing that they don't really have control over that much right now is the food to a degree i mean your money all the money you have in the banks they could make disappear overnight if they wanted to you know what i mean uh what else? your houses they could you know those the banks would take them um you know the next big thing is food you know what comes after food oxygen my friends and I've said this for a while that I do think in the future, uh, maybe not in our lifetime, but maybe in our lifetime, there'll be old, people will have to pay a tax to breathe air. I think this is going to be something, and they're going to say that it's because the air got so bad. We have to filter it. That we have to filter it, and in order to filter this air, it's going to cost us buku dollars, and now we have to tax you guys to breathe air. Um. That's going to hold – then you're just thinking somebody's smoking a cigarette or smoking weed or smoking anything. That's gonna, that, That's when stuff like that is going to be, like, outlawed. And uh, it'll be – it could already be at that point when they get to the point where they're like, all right, got to pay for your oil. 
But I think that, yeah, it's one of the, the crazy thing of it is it could, what do you do when you can't afford to pay for your air? You know what I mean? Well, you fuck off and die. That, that, well, that, you learn that, to uh, breathe water like a fish. Well, we're going to let you tra- test that out first. For, for you, I will, man. I, you I, will, go, I, will, I will test that out. I'll fill up the bathtub and you call me in the morning. <laughs> you you get, a, get a good seven hours in, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hey, 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 if I do that, I might come out looking like your favorite person in the world, uh, Mr. Jason Mamoa. Molly. Uh, well, you'll be all bloated up. You can get all bloated up with water. It's trickiness. It could be. Uh, but we're, we're going to try not to blow you up, Hawkman. But the uh, the thing with the, the, the air is uh, it'd be – I could almost see – I could almost see people having to wear a mask concoction – that or have something implanted in them that they that that, that it like if the, the it, you inhale a breath you have it's it's more like an oxygen regulator like an oxygen regulator like you're not getting the full breath you're getting like just enough oxygen coming into your yeah body you're not allowed to take any deep breaths to keep you kicking yeah and then other people will go around. And that'll be the, de- the like the futuristic science fiction where they have inhalers where it'll just be like they'll be dirt, they'll be hitting oxygen and loving it and just like that's what they'll get high off of because they won't be able to do any other recreational drugs. And that'll eventually go away too. The weed thing that we got now is weird too because I'm very curious how long that'll last. It's uh, it is kind of a it, it, it can be controlling too, you know what I mean? But uh, I think it's a tricky deal. It's definitely it's different for different folks and such, but the oxygen I think could be an issue in the future. You know, and it, it kind of makes sense. That's how I do all my my predictions. I just go, "What would make sense?" And it sounds like a science fiction horror movie, but it's kind of it kind of works most of the time. Uh, now, the Roman Empire in the Greco-Roman world of the classical antiquity, Roman agriculture was built on techniques originally pioneered by the Sumerians, transmitted to them by the subsequent cultures, with specific emphasis on the cultivation of crops for trade and export. The Romans laid the groundwork for uh, manorial economic systems uh, involving serfdom, which flourished in the Middle Ages. The farm sizes in Rome can be divided into three categories. Small farms were 18 to 82 Iagra, one Iagra is equal to about 0.65 acre. Medium-sized farms were from 80 to 500, and large estates were for over 500. The Romans had four systems of farm management, direct work by owner and his family. Then they had slaves working under supervision of slave managers. Then tenant farming or or sharecropping in which the owner of the tenant divide up a farm's produce and uh, situations in which the farm was leased to a tenant. Now, in Americas, early agriculture took a different path from the old world as the American lacked large, seeded, easily domesticated grains such as wheat and barley, the large domestic animals that could be used for agriculture labor rather than the practice in the old world of sowing a field with a single crop, Prehistoric American agriculture usually consisted of cultivating many crops in close uh, proximity to each other, utilizing only hand labor. 
The areas of the earliest agriculture in the Americas lack the uniform of the east-west area Mediterranean and semi-arid climates. Southern Europe and southern, southwestern Asia, but instead in a north-south pa- uh, pattern with the variety of different climatic zones, which fostered the domestication of many different plants. And some of the Europeans uh, practiced extensive agriculture based on the plow and drought animals. And the indigenous peoples of the Americas practiced intensive agriculture based on human labor. Europeans often referred to or dismissed Native American practices as gardening rather than farming, uh, but were impressed with the productivity of Native farmers. The people of the Inca Empire of South America grew large surpluses of food, which the Incas stored in buildings called cualas. And the hemisphere's most important crop maize was more productive uh, than old world grain crops, producing two and one half times more calories per acre than wheat and barley. Interesting stuff. There's a lot to it. You know what I mean? And you talk to people, they don't really quite know the importance of you know farming you know what i mean like i and I, I'm, I'm i'm a little hypocritical to say that because i couldn't farm to save my life but i do understand the importance of it you know what i mean and uh i got all those those youtube tutorial videos bookmarked for the end of the world so when it all <laughs> all comes crashing down i can i can go check into that but you guys ever start try gardening or you know, doing some growing some tomatoes or anything. Oh like yeah, that. oh yeah, 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 yeah. What are you guys growing? We got uh, cherry tomatoes up front right now. We actually pull like maybe like fifteen of them a day off. I'm actually surprised they're still alive. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, I I, I definitely recommend just for vegetables, people that do the veggies and stuff like that. You don't have to go buy it at the grocery store. You get it fresher. And you take a little more pride in the fact that you, you grew it, you know what I mean? Mm. One of those deals. But yeah, I think <coughs> I think everybody should at least be in the know how. You know? Yeah, I think I think people should know how to do it. I mean me unfortunately I I got the opposite of a green thumb. I kill everything I try to grow. You got the red thumb. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean the whole thing. About you. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing is that, I mean, it's always about control, and like what you said with uh, Henry uh, Kissinger. Yeah. That, I mean, if 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 you have people who are hungry, they will do anything to you know make sure their uh, bellies are full, and if. You want people to do something for you. I mean, that's the easiest way to to control people. I mean, it's easier than you know offering money, or it's easier than you know even threatening people their lives. I mean, you you get a whole group of a population, a whole group of people that are hungry, and I mean, I know that when when you. When you are hungry, I mean, your entire thought processes kind of resort to, you know, just survival. And when you go into survival mode, then it's very easy to control people in that mode because 
You know, all they're thinking about is the day. How do I survive through the day? They're not thinking about, you know, how am I going to better myself within, you know, two years or even five months? Uh, I mean, long-term planning as it is for a lot of people, you know, a lot of people don't even think that. But even for those who think that way, I mean, you start, you know, cutting off their food. You start making them, you know, hungry. I mean, just just the fact of not having enough nutrition in the body, your mind starts to, you know, become less uh, critical. And when you think about it, when they when people go, oh, they'll take your money. It's like, what are people most worried about when losing their money? Is is so losing their food, not being able to buy food to survive. So it's like yeah. cutting out the middleman of that that madness and just going straight, you know what I mean, to it. And uh, it's one of those things. And we almost, you know, when you, the way you see fast food, and you know, I think we've definitely gone astray when it comes to. Uh, flavor or taste over health so to speak you know what i mean where you you know we've talked on the uh, on the show before about like i had a like the sugar how sugars are terrible you know what i mean and you just watch the television and you can see that the cereals are full of sugar that should give you diabetes and kill you you know what i mean it's mountain dew uh even though mountain dew is a sponsor of the show you know (laughs) selling mountain dews and uh, McDonald's and everything you can name, ice cream, you know what I mean? Uh, all great things, but like really bad for you. Uh, when you really think about like the regular common food, you know what I mean? Uh, it's a lot, you know? You yeah. I, I mean, I mean, if you start looking at, I mean, just look at the ingredients on the back of most food now. Yeah. How much of it is like legit? Like organic food. I mean, I mean, going going with not only that, but also going to the business people that are involved in in uh, uh, processing and delivering our food and making our food. I mean, they're all. I mean, it, they're all about cutting corners and and making it as 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 cheap, but you know, still selling it for that you know, high price. I mean, you look at, you got like stabilizers, you got different things that's cooked up in the friggin' lab. Right. You know, added into it to, you know, cut out, you know, stuff that, you know, the body needs, but it tricks the body to think that is what the body needs. I mean, there's a whole series of, I mean, I can't even say all the different variations, but, Look at the back of like your your food box, and you'll always find like like Zexo gum or something gum. I mean, I I really know about that because my mom happens to be allergic to that stuff. You hear about that stuff a lot too with the allergies. Yeah, People just ran, and, you know, and and it's honest that you know for a lot of times uh, we can't go out to like a restaurant and all that because. All that gums like in that food, and my mom can't eat it. So you know, so we have to be careful of what we buy. And but I mean, like, so much of the food has it, and why is it in there? Because you know, so the 
uh, big businesses can make more of a profit instead of having the legit stuff that you need to make it work, yeah. which might cost you, let's say, an extra uh, 20 cents or 50 cents per ounce or whatever. Right. They, they cook up this stabilizer that you put in, which, yeah, it does the job and tricks your body, but still, it's still artificial. It's still not really good for you. I mean, you look right. at... Yeah, you look at all the different, um, like, uh, Coke Zero, you know, uh, and, and the different, um, like, sweeteners and all that. Saying, oh, it's zero calories. Mm. But, I mean, you look at inside, it still has, like, these fake sweeteners to try to trick your body to believe, oh, you're having sugar. But by tricking your body saying, yes, it's sugar, you're really not helping yourself because your body still thinks it's sugar. So you're not losing weight. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all a gimmick. It's like, hey, look, this thing, you know, has no sugar. This is good for you. You should have it. And then right. you, then, then you, you're drinking it and like, why am I still, you know, as heavy as I am? I'm drinking a diet soda. I'm drinking Coke Zero. I, I, I should, you know, be healthier than if I was drinking the regular stuff. But yeah, no, yeah. There's good it's sugars not. and there's bad sugars for sure. Yeah, but I but, mean the yeah. worst but the worst is when you have the fake stuff, which, you know, in it tricks yeah, it, it trick it tricks your body saying that, you know, it's it's the stuff you need, but your body, you know, doesn't, you know, is just, you know, keeps you you know, it tricks your body to hold on to the weight that you already have. So, I mean, the best that you can is instead of gaining weight, you're still stuck at the same weight. So, you still have to exercise and do all the extra stuff. Is that a bummer, dude? Yeah, that's a bummer, oh, dude. Bummer, yo. But, no, I hear you, though. I'm with you on the sugs. Yeah, but, I mean, the thing is, I mean, everyone who keeps on going on about all the worried about the vaccines and all and and all the different uh shots that we get and they're worried about what's going into their body but yet you look at what they're eating and it's like look at the food you're eating that's more that's probably worse for you than any shot you're going to get at the hospital well you remember the old saying of um like diet soda was bad news uh, and diet foods and such are bad news because it makes people think that they can stretch it out in other places. You know what I mean? So like, oh, they, I, I drink, I drank a diet Coke. So it's okay to fucking eat this cake. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then, I remember hearing a lot of that back in the day. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, it's all bad news though. The sugar is definitely an issue and you control the, you control yeah. the good food, which is kind of what these crops are, but they put so much shit on them. Who's to say what's good. They can put a fucking agent orange on it for you. Yeah. I ate orange kung pao chicken, baby. That's a different flavor, Agent Orange. Ooh, don't want to be that shit sounds with. good. You know <laughs> yeah, but it ain't kung pao chicken. You know that. You know, you think about. You know, if you're gonna go, if you wanted a quick fast food meal, you could probably put together a fucking meal at fast food at one of any of these fast food places for like five bucks, dollar menu type deal. You know what I mean? You get yourself mm-hmm. a burger, fry, a drink. Hell, get yourself two burgers or get yourself a McChicken burger combo, live large, 
and uh, they'll bring you like five bucks, but you want to go to a grocery store and put together a meal that's like healthy for you. You know what I mean? And like mind, body and soul good for you. You're looking at like 15, 20 bucks probably for that meal. You know what I mean? So it's, there's definitely that too. And yeah. Yeah. I, the, yeah. Well, uh, uh, one thing I wanted to, to uh, throw for out sure. there is um, what I, I, what's funny is because now a lot of people are trying to go, going off of what you're saying, going uh, for, you know, there's a lot of people who are trying to be more healthy. And, of course, you know, the businessmen men who, you know, are greedy as fuck, you know, so they're, they're pushing like, oh, this is organic. This is, you know, and, and the fact is it's probably cheaper for them because uh, to do the organic, but they're making it more expensive because they're like, oh, this is a new fad. Say it's organic, people are going to spend the extra 15, 20, 30 bucks for this because it's then uh, pushing the idea that it, again, like with the diet soda before, um, while it is healthier for you, it's also, you know, uh, more expensive. And then you are, you know, losing that way. And of course, it's easier to get the, a uh, dollar menu at you know Burger King or whatever, and you know fill you up. I mean that's why. I mean, if you want to look at uh, like uh, between those who are more poor economically, okay, why they have like um, uh, have rampant diabetes and they have other health issues related to food because yeah. of. Depression, uh, though, man. Well, that, but also living that dark fact, life, living that dark side life, dark well, later. Well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, I mean, the thing is, when 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 you don't have that much money, and you're like, you're looking at, well, let's say it's it's twenty bucks to get like a a bushel of uh, organic apples that'll be better for you, and like you said, you can get a Big Mac for five bucks, and you know it it's makes more sense for you to spend the $20, get, you know, four uh, Big Macs, which will, you know, spread over length time, than, you know, the apples, which in the end is better for you. So, I mean, that's that's how the game usually ends up being played. I mean, I mean, that's how I see it. I always laugh when I see the fast food places try and go green or, like, like do the... Do like the healthy burger. Oh yeah, or add an extra thing of lettuce. There's like going to a stripper for a hug. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's made of like rubber and gasoline and, and sal- like, salmonella. But like it don't. It, it's not made out of meat, but it's made mm. out of. It's not made out of cardboard meat, at least. You know what's funny is like. Those places, they actually just get little cardboard miniatures of, like, hamburger that's made out of cardboard. And then they, they it's just painted to look like hamburger, but it's made out of cardboard. They shred that cardboard up, and they mix it with some water and some fucking some, some powder, and that's the hamburgers. That's how the hamburgers are made. Uh, you know, whatever they got to put in those hamburger buns to make them last 10 years, they should put that in people. Uh, to figure out, you know, what's yeah. going on here. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, 
I, I remember seeing a, a something where someone took like a hamburger from like McDonald's and they left it out like on 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 the on the table on the plate for like you know a month and nothing grew on it. Okay, and it's kind of like you have to have to think that even bacteria won't grow and feed and, and, and thrive on this. You have to ask yourself what's really in it. I heard a horrifying fact recently, like uh, if you're in a cookout and there's like hamburgers out, uh, like after fucking, like after like three hours or something, maybe even less, like maggots are starting to develop in them at that point and fucking it's an ugly scene. Uh, and I hate to admit that I've probably eaten some fucking maggoty burgers if that's the case in my day. Yeah, if that's the case, <laughs> whoops. Yeah. Hey, hey, dude, 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 it's just a little more protein, man. Don't be. Yeah, that's all it is at that point. Yeah, come on. I don't get the ch- leave out some ch- leave out some cheese. So hey, 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 dude, 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 dude. I I know some people who would love to have a maggoty burger. Right yeah, I'm sure. They're not human, but. <laughs> uh, I I'll tell you, I'll, I can relate with that. I'll go, I'll go with that. The um, horrifying. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the coke. Uh, what's the trick they do with the coke? Where you, like they put fucking you, you put your tooth in like a glass of coke overnight, and by the morning it's like a fucking gold nugget or something like that turns into like fucking a like. I remember hearing about that as a kid. You do that and fucking it would like turn. It would like. Yeah, it would like fucking just like uh, have what some, turn yellow, like but like thick and shit, like it would get like that shit would like like if they put you in a if they put you got after you fill up the ta- bathtub with water do fill it up with Coca Cola I'm gonna have you lay in that for a couple hours too to see what happens because I want to there's a test where they put fucking like Coke on steak anybody ever see that. Yeah, no, steak and steak and pork, and steak like you and can pork, see that—that's what it was. See the maggots actually like coming out of them. Yeah, like what the fuck is up with that? And then and then you eat. So then you th- you think you're eating all this, uh, eating and drinking fucking pork, mm. pork soda. That's where pork soda came from, dude. Great there you go, Primus baby. Callback, love it. I want to grab that on my knees. But back to the story. 1974, UN World Food Conference in Rome outlined the necessity of maintaining sufficient world grain reserves, especially since the price of the world grain had shot up dramatically via the huge increase in oil price during the early 1970 oil crisis. At one point, world oil prices had risen by 400%. U.S. export strategy in the 1970s was to further control food supplies. This led to a move to consolidate powers. 95% of all grain reserves in the world were under the control of six multinational uh, agribusiness corporations. You know what I mean? That's Illuminati stuff. So you got to be careful with that Illuminati stuff. They're everywhere. They're, you know, it's not just for fucking dinner anymore. Now they're on your front porch. Cargill Grain Company, Continental Grain Company, Cook Industries, Inc., Dreyfus, Bunge, Bungie Company, uh, Richard Dreyfus's Bungie Company got, got caught up in there somewhere, uh, and Archer Daniels Midland, all U.S.-based companies, 
the U.S. long-term strategy was to dominate the global market in grain and agriculture commodities. As outlined in the early 70s by Richard Nixon, Alexander Hawk's boy, Dickie Nix. <laughs> Dickie Nix. Uh, yeah. Dickie Nick. This policy coincided with taking the dollar off the gold exchange standard in August of 1971 to make U.S. grain exports competitive in the rest of the world. However, in order for the U.S. to become the world's most competitive agribusiness producer, it had to replace traditional American family-based farming with now widespread huge factory farm productions. In other words, traditional agriculture was systematically replaced with agribusiness uh, production through the changes in domestic policy. For example, domestic farm programs that had previously protected smaller farm incomes were phased out during Nixon's term in office. This policy was then exported to developing countries in a bid to make U.S. agribusiness more competitive and to get a hold in the foreign markets. That sounds very Americana. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think of that? What them turning like farming farming into a coming in, coming in, yep, making a straight business in the seventies. Yeah, that's fucking insane. That's big, dude. That's a big movement. You know, people talk about in like New World Order stuff, the plan, different. You know, there's a big plan that unravels over a gigantic amount of time for the takeover. And, like, this is definitely on that, uh, you know what I mean, in that blueprint. Yeah, it made, like, on that video you sent us, you, you see all these, like, uh, southern farmers talking about how they're going and then uh, destroying their crops. And then, like, towards the end of it, you see one guy from over in the U.K. talking about it. Yeah. So, like, who's communicating to who here to do this? Yeah, it's true. It's a real big picture. There's a, it's a big, you know, these, when I was talking about how there was only five or six companies that kind of took over uh, with all, you know, the corps, you know, those, like the people that run those companies, you know what I mean? At the top of those companies, those are the people, those are the, those are the folks, you know what I mean? Like, mm. Uh, you want to be on their Christmas gift list. You know what I mean? That's all I got to say. Or maybe not. Who knows? Depends what they said, right? Stay the yeah. fuck away from those people. Yeah. Can run. Alex, Alex, when he, when Alex, I heard that Alex goes across country every now and then to be a superstar. And when he always dines with the biggest Illuminati people of the, the, the foreign <laughs> worlds. Oh, please. The type yeah. of the type of people with two wine glasses, one with nice fine red wine and the other with fucking blood in it. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? And uh, that's how they get down. They're vampiric. They're vampiric. But we had nothing but respect because Hawkman eats dinner with him. I don't want him to eat the hog. So we'll <laughs> don't kill on. us either. <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, the Nixon administration began the process of destroying the domestic food production of developing countries as the opening shot in an undeclared war to create a vast new global market and efficient American food exports. Nixon also used the post-war trade regime known as the General Agreement on Tariffs and Trade, the GATT, the GATT. Um, that's where GATT, where the rappers talk about pulling their GATT, they pull it from this. That's where the reference comes from. 
the agriculture trade. Those gangster. rappers. Those fucking gangsters. They're, they're, they're hipper than anybody knows. They're true, true poets, and they don't know it. Uh, to advance this new global agribusiness export agenda. Yeah, efficient, uh, of course. We see efficient used a lot around here. That's a big word. Efficient's one of those deals. Um, and Henry Kissinger's 1974 report, National Security Study Memorandum 200, uh, he directly targeted overseas food aid as an instrument of national power. So, you know, he, that dude is uh, called saying some big things, it looks like, and upset, upsetting a lot of folks, um, for sure. Um, but, yeah, you know, saying, you know, that's, it was, he's throwing some truth out there for people, I think. Um, you know, it's an interesting point where you're, you get to see it. You get to see it from the inside. You know, we got the Coop Man, which the show's kind of named after. He was on the inside and seeing some shit, too. So, you know, the policy shifts during the 1970s were toward increased deregulation, which meant increased private regulation, unfortunately, uh, by the large and powerful global corporations. This led to an increase in the corporate mergers and the rise of transitional corporations which today often have larger gross domestic products than any nation states. Yeah. So it sounds like Tricky Dick was, this was on his, uh, his agenda. This was a Tricky Dick agenda thing. And uh, it's a slow plan, but I think we're getting to a crucial part of the plan soon. That's kind of like the, when you really think of like uh, the scariness of the thing. It's like you know, a group of people did sit down. This isn't a, this isn't an off the trails, off the uh, off the fucking rails. <laughs> this is an off the rails thing. It's like it, 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 to, to this whole thing that that encompasses like a lot of stuff we talk about. You know what I mean? And like the kind of bring dumbing down, bringing down of a country, if you will. Uh, it's one big plan that was like laid, laid out a long time ago and it can't happen. They know it can't happen overnight. You know what I mean? But they know what they want. They know how to get it. And you, you flow through. And when the time comes to unleash certain things, you unleash it and you're, you're, you're controlling it. So it's like media. It's like you drop it when you want to drop it. And you've already planned out how to act, you know, before and after uh, and how to try and cover your tracks and such. And, you know, you can try and disguise it with something else going on in the world or whatever. But, like, there's these awkward big changes like this that I guess you don't see when when they happen. And only looking back, you know, you really get a good good idea of what's going down. It's crazy. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, the thing is that I'm unfortunately, I, I think it's the kind of like a drive in the human condition yeah. where, where people, uh, people want to, con- it's kind of like a need to, I mean, maybe control your environment, but more. Uh, sinister, but control other people. And when when you have that urge and desire, you know, 
especially when you find like-minded people that also are in positions of power. Uh, and, I mean, nothing, and I mean nothing is out of bounds, out of any kind of uh, uh, chance. I mean, the thing is that it's a chess game. I mean, I personally am not a chess player. I mean, I played chess uh, off and on, but uh, unfortunately, I'm not that good at it. It's but okay, don't worry. <laughs> but story, but but I mean, the thing is that if 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 you sit down and you look at everything that's going on, yeah. and you might be saying, "Oh, it's." It's, you know, happening so fast. All of these things are suddenly happening, like, one right after the other. The, and, and, and you're like, my God, how is, how is this all happening? You have to understand, all of this has been thought out and planned, you know, years, maybe even decades. And the thing is, it's the, I mean, the question is whether, you know, the pandemic was planned or whether it, you know, just so happened, and and those who had this plan just sped it up. Yeah. I mean, that's also another possibility. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is that um, uh, people uh, people with power want to keep that power. Of course, the best, best way to do that is through things like this. No. I, and and like I said, I mean, it's if you want to go back to history, I mean, you look at like you know the Middle Ages and 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 the Dark Ages and all that time. How did you know the landowners and and the kings and all that made sure that okay, there's about let's say one percent of them and the rest are, are commoners. How do they? keep those people in line. They kept them hungry. Okay? They yeah. kept them like, you know, if if whether it's it's controlling them through food, whether it's controlling them through religion, the thing is that it's all about control and, and, and convincing them that, you know, if you're a good worker, you you do everything you need to and you you, you make us happy then, you know, you'll have food for you and your children. And it might not be a great life, but it'll be a life. And, I mean, you can find this throughout every kind of uh, situation or government or country where they do the same thing. I mean, this isn't new. This is, you know, tried and true. And it's, you know... You either control people through that, or I mean, heck, during the the Roman uh, times, they used the Colosseum to you know just uh, have people get killed and brutalized in front of the masses to make them feel good for themselves because they weren't in there being killed. I mean, it's you think we'll get back to those days, dude? We're already on our way to those days. Thunderdome. You think it'll happen though? You think it'll legitimately happen where you will go watch people battle to the death and, and the intention is to die for your entertainment? You, 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 my, you want my honest opinion? Yeah. Okay. 
I think I, so too. I just want to know your opinion. Yeah, because I mean, the thing is that even those nowadays that you hear, uh, there's a lot of times where you hear people like, "Oh yeah, I believe that," you know, yeah, like the uh, big one. I mean, everyone uh, for the most part, okay, believes that you shouldn't hurt children. Okay, I think that's kind of an overview that most rational and reasonable people, okay, will say that. And, but a lot of times that those who are saying things like that, while they might not be involved in it or even, you know, deal with it, when it, it comes down to it, do they try to do anything? I mean, if there's a to, to, you know, deal with the situation. A lot of times, no. It's like it's not their problem, it, and and they turn a blind eye unless it affects them. It's like going back to what we talked about with nine uh, eleven. Yeah. Until things physically affect you, for the most or people that you love or you care about, most people. I mean, they'll they'll say the points and they'll say yes, I agree with what everyone else is saying, but when it comes down to it, it's like, okay, will you, you know, join this team of people who will go and, and try to fight this injustice? Most of people rather just say, uh, I'm sick that day. Yeah. And I hear you. Jonathan, you think we'll ever see snuff TV? You know what I mean? It'll be so, I know right now you watch the news, you can see people killed by accident. I'm talking like gladiator times, dudes just, you know, Murdering right there for the sake of murder and entertainment, you know what I mean? You think that you think, I mean, and I know we'll get pretty close. I you think we'll I, actually get to that point. That, I, I don't think so. I think if anything, people like groups would break off, and then you know you have certain groups living in certain areas. Yeah, but I, I definitely see like I could definitely see like a Mad Max scenario. Yeah. But um, if you do think there is like a big old master plan behind all this, what phase do you think we're in right now? Where that's scary. That's scary. Um, I say two phase two. Phase two. But what? but the question I have for you is how many phases? That's uh, that's uh, it's probably could be like twenty for all we know. We could be think, on phase seventeen. I think we're further. Yeah, I think we're further in phases. You know what I mean? I was yeah. going to ask you a question. Uh, I was going to ask, do you think that this plan's been going going for like fifty years or, or even longer? Like five, like a five hundred year deal that's just been in set. And I'll think well, about it, what you. Asked. It absolutely could have, but I feel like with the pandemic and everything coming up, if it wasn't man, like man made, then it, uh, somebody saw a shot and they took it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a, well, another thing. I mean, I definitely agree with you that I'm. The way I feel about this now, I mean, like I said, I don't have any like hundred percent, you know, proof to back this up. But I mean, the way I saw the pandemic is, I believe that it wasn't manufactured; that it happened. But I also believe that as soon as it happened, a lot of people saw their chance mm -hmm. to speed this up. Because if you sit down, you look at everything. It's been building for a long time. The only thing is, because of the pandemic, it kind of be like, oh, dude, this uh, our plan was 
to keep on doing this for another 20, 30 years. But hey, because of this pandemic, we can knock that down to, you know, maybe five years, okay? Get all the, of the stuff we want now and just speed everything up. Yeah. And because everyone's, you know, in this kind of, you know, what's going on, I'm not sure kind of situation, it's easier to, you know, prey on people's, you know, fears or prejudices or whatever you're going to uh, feed on. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the way it is. I mean, I believe that, you know, when, when the pandemic hit, that's why I, I, I think that Trump was really big on, you know, pushing the fact that, oh, it's just a um, ploy by the Democrats and all of that. I mean, if you sit down and look at it, you know, he has his hand in so many and his buddies all, all part of these big corporations that he saw an opportunity, play it down, make people think, oh, this is just some stupid hoax being, you know, played on, on us. And yeah. by doing that, you know, allows, you know, the the uh, virus to, you know, come and do its toll. By doing that, then we're stuck with, you know, all these deaths. Now you're sitting back and you've got, like, for example, at, at where I, I work, you know, the COVID tests. Okay, the COVID tests are like 23 bucks a piece. And these are the at-home tests. Now you have to get so many of those to get tested so you can go to a, a school to work and all that. Okay? Yeah. So, I mean, all that money, I mean, that people now, I mean... I've had people buying four at a pop, which is about, you know, a hundred bucks. Okay. And of course I constantly get people. I mean, we're running out of stuff. People calling about, do you have the test? Do you have the test? Because everyone needs the test to now live and, and do what they have to do. Yeah. And the thing is that, you know, I believe that, you know, like uh, Trump and his cronies saw this come and they're like, Oh my God. You know how much money we can make off of this? And, of course, all the whole time he's spouting, oh, this is all bullshit, you know, getting people riled up and getting people in a fight against each other. And, and of course, I mean, there's money in chaos. And that's yeah. what he created. He created yeah. chaos. It's, uh, it's, it's, it was going on a lot longer, longer before D.T., well, 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 yeah, it's it's been going on, but he's been a part of it, dude. They all are. Anybody in that dude, position, dude, dude, dude. I mean, it's like the thing with the. Uh, I mean, heck, the Rockefellers, all the other, you know, elites. I mean, Trump's uh, all, all a part of it. I mean, heck, it, uh, through his own uh, old man. His old man was all right. He gave me a lot of money back <laughs> in the day. He started. Uh, he he started out our podcast before he died. Oh, the, the last it, of his money went. Yeah. In 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 that case, can I get the, like uh, you know some uh, reimbursement, man? I can I can go for some cash right about. Not now. after you just talk trash. Uh oh. Uh oh. He actually got. He got a check. Am I no longer part of the group now? I gotta leave. I, I if it was I up to me, I if. I'd shower you in fucking diamonds if it was up to me, brother. But you talk <laughs> shit about the big guy's fucking son and oh. money from him. And we talked to him through fucking mostly ghostly. 
So I know he's ah. like best Jew, brother. Um, <laughs> oh well, yeah. I guess I'm not going to get that golden toilet seat that was promised. Oh well. You're gonna go into a golden toilet seat. So yeah, no, I hear you. I think it goes far way back. And yeah, they're all in. They're all in. Yeah, I'm all I mean, in on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean the thing is that uh, you have to realize that the idea of of the Democrats and the Republican Republicans is that they're they're both working together. Okay, they're both the same a different side. They're the same side of the same coin. Yeah, I, I like to think of them as like um, like people squaring off in the Super Bowl. Like when they lose to the other one, they really don't care because they're both going home millionaires and everything yeah. beautiful for them. But they do like go out there and play there, put their fucking colors on and let the fans of, of their side have fun for the evening. And then they just go home together and go, these people fucking, I don't want to shake their hand, but I'll take their ticket money. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, it's like you know, you have like uh, two guys like fighting in the ring, and the fact is that you know one goes down, and it was already predetermined, and the other one, and and you know they're, they're like best of buds. You know, I mean, you look look into it. I mean, they're all, I mean, they're all corrupted. They're all involved with each other in these big schemes. And you believe, people, but to go back to the earlier question, do you believe that this big scheme has been around for many, many, many years? Like this is all just like somebody, this is just a, a it's just, it's like they, you draw out a big plan, you know, you have a big timeline and you, you know, you're not, you're not in no big rush to do it. You know what I mean? Cause you know, if you do it too quick, it's going to be noticeable, you know, and then you pepper in these big, um, tragedies or these big situations where you're allowed to let corporations take over the, the farming. Cause you know that 20 years, 30, 40 fucking years, whatever from that, you know, you're gonna, you're going to benefit because the power, the plan is to eventually be able to tell people what they can have. And not so much, you know, they're, they're pulling, they're pulling, you know, pulling control of like, you know, for, they're taking it from the grocery stores and everything, you know, it's going to be, yeah. it's not, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a difficult deal with, if it gets to that point. Um, I did want to answer what Jonathan asked though, uh, in the stage question, it's, uh, I don't know what stage it is in. Um, I, it would be further along, I feel, but the, the weird thing about it is like, you know, you hear about these, like, the ending of civilizations, you know what I mean? And, and stuff like that. And I almost feel like, you know, and that stuff out and that, that's a reoccurring thing. It comes in cycles. And I almost feel like we're approaching another one of those deals where, uh, we're going to lose a lot of people. Uh, and it's, it, it's, it's not going to be a freak nature thing. It's going to be something in the plan. And, uh, you can call it, it there's many things it could be, um, and, but there's going to be a, a thinning, if you will, a thinning of the herd. Um, and you know, it could, you know, the vaccine thing, the way people are so crazy right now with this vaccine, where that can very easily turn into like row people up. It can, you almost has a racial tension vibe to it. It really does between 
between people that have the vaccine and people that don't. And like, if that continues to build, that could get to a really dark place where one side would say, you know what, that other side is beneath me. And, you know, I think that they should fucking be dead or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, there are already people. there's already people. Out there. I like, know there's a, but I'm talking like big groups, like in groups where they start saying, put on that snuff channel on fucking TV yeah. because now we know who our contestants are going to be. You yeah. know what I mean? They're going to um, start getting their pointing white hoods. Yeah. And it's, it, it's a crazy deal. And it's like, uh, if, if it have you know, if it's, if it's one of those things where people to get the, We've talked about this on the show before where, like, the possibility of, you know, people that get the vaccine <clears throat> that protects them from something that they release later that gets everybody that didn't take the vaccine. So now that way you weed out the people that don't do what they're told, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and in that sense of it, it's like I almost feel like if that if, if it ends like that, when we lose a lot of people that way, that'll be the end of a civilization and that, and then it'll go almost, that'll be the lean in a futuristic direction. Because I think, you know, what would happen after the people made that ultimate decide decision that it's a, these people can die. They would have, they would probably come in and, and reward them with technology in a heavy way, which could bring us into not quite the Jetsons, but like into a, a more advanced technology thing where you have, mixed compute computer human deal shit you know what i mean like they talk about that future i think yeah. that i think that there might be a thinning of the herd that'll be an, an, an end of a certain civilization and the new civilization that comes in is this more high-tech um computer-based almost cross-organism not to get too wild but like like that that you know the, the future that we've always you see in the movies type deal kind of, but it's like, no, that could never be, you know, like more lean on that. And cause I think the reward of such a drastic thing of letting pretty much kind of, it's, it's going to be like a Holocaust situation. They'll look back, they'll look back on it. If they're allowed to in the history books, they'll look back on it like a Holocaust situation, but like, they're going to have to reward them for putting up with that and be turning their head to letting this happen because people will eventually go, wait a second. Uh, we let that happen and they're going to mm-hmm. try and they're going to let, they're going to try and keep their mind fucked up with all this new cool shit that's thrown at them. Um, you even look at people, you know, the regrets, you look at even the political thing right now where everybody hated Trump and I'm not saying he was a good dude, never pick a side. Cause I don't give a fuck. But like people that were all Biden, you know, beforehand, like hate Biden's guts now, you know what I yeah. mean? And it's like, the, it, it, it's 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 a difficult it's a difficult it's very tricky very tricky stuff but yeah i think civilization i think we could be looking we could be leaning towards an end of an era more so than we you know like to admit you know what i mean the, the different civilizations that have come and gone and people say progressed so to speak you know what i mean this could be like a thinning of like well, those were those closed-minded people. Those were those those p those cavemen thinking people. You know what I mean? Those stupid people. I remember when we lost them, and then everything got good with technology. They were they were really weighing us down. That'll be something that'll get pushed. It's good that they're not there. They were weighing us down. Look yeah. where we are. Look where we are today. It'll be one of those deals. 
it's kind of crazy though, you know what I mean? But yeah, I think that in the stages, I do think that we're, we're deep in it because I do feel like this is a big plan that's been, you know, there's some founding fathers type shit that was like, we have a lot of the power now, but we want all the power and this is how we're going to get it. And, yeah. And, you know what I mean? It's, it, yeah, it's scary. It's quite scary. But why, what do you think? What do you, what do you think about it, Shani? Uh, what do you mean? The, 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 as far as the like extent. an end of a civilization. Yeah. And, and yeah, civilization ending deal, big change. Uh, I really don't want to see that. I really because nobody wants to see it. Of course, I'd love, we all want everybody to. At, at, at behold, we we would love everybody, every religion, every anything. You know, hold hands, love each other, enjoy life uh, for what it is, and be happy, and not hate, and no wars, and you know, and we we we're straight positivity. When we get into this dark shit, it's just the bleak outlook of like what we've seen in it thus far. That's how I feel it is. Yeah, like I mean, like the, the way shit's going, yes, it seems extremely likely, and it's fucking horrifying. It's horrifying, yeah. It's, uh, I do have a few light, if we want to get light for the for the end of the show. Like, we can, we can get, I have a few facts, a few agricultural <laughs> facts we can pop into. I mean, I actually got to jump off, guys. Just the show, right? Yeah, just the show. <laughs> oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Thank God, I was getting worried. <laughs> all right, all right, cool beans. All right, guys, all right, you well, have a good night. All right, you too, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, man. Brother Alexander, you want to yeah, run through these facts real quick, and then we'll cut it out. Sure. We we scared we scared they're they're uh, they're signaling down on us. So there's some fun facts here that we'll get across. And it'll be uh, we'll end light. You know what I mean? We'll all be able to sleep at night because we won't have to worry about the little cracks outside the house. Or it'll be footsteps that we that aren't in the house, and then uh, men in black coming and uh, lacing us up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want I don't want to kill myself, Alex. You got to do the I don't want to kill myself. Right. I don't want to kill myself, and I don't. <laughs> and, and and if if uh, something happens to me and it looks like I killed myself, I got news for you. I didn't. Okay, so uh, you should look into it. I would always look into it. We love life here. All right, let's get back into some American agriculture facts. There are 21 million, uh, actually 2.1 million farms across the United States. Interesting. That's like farm farms, not like uh, Uncle Ted's fucking farm stand. He sells his tomatoes and apples, you know what I mean? All right. About 99% of those farms are family-owned. Which right there is that's that's a problem. That means every farm is a different corporation that you would have to deal with being one of these bigger corporations, you know. Uh, at that point, I mean, they all talk. I'm sure that uh, they can. They, they all they try. There's a way that they. These farmers are they're farmers, and they might get a bad rap, but they're smart people, and uh, they figured out a way to make it work for them. You know what I mean? And I'm sure they talk. And they kind of make group decisions on certain things they should do with corporations. That's probably one of the reasons why they want them out. Uh, next up, the average American farm is 435 acres. Now, land is another thing that's gigantically huge. I mean, that, that's only going to go up in value owning land, owning a piece of, you know, this earth. Uh, 
as much as you can. They might want to come take it from you. Uh, I think, Alex, you own 435 acres, don't you, out there on the old ranch? <laughs> uh, I wish I could say I do. I mean, heck, I uh, barely own what I have on my back. Well, that's a lot of hair. I've seen it. <laughs> so it looks more like an Amazon. There are about 914 million acres of land dedicated to farming in the U.S. It's heavy. It's pretty heavy. It's a lot. Um, you get a world, get, get yourself a country map. Uh, you'll see a lot of that farmland out there cruising and doing it big. Um, farm and ranch families are just 2% of the population. About 30% of farmers are women. I'm digging it. About 20% of farmers have been farming for less than 10 years, known as beginning farmers. Uh, there are over 250,000 millennial farmers. Hmm. You, about 1% of the U.S. gross domestic pro- products come from farming. Interesting. Um, cattle and calves, dairy and corn products are the top three farm products in the United States. That makes sense. Corn goes into a lot of stuff that you won't even realize it's in. Uh, cattle and calves, of course, like the calf soup. I have cattle sandwiches a lot, uh, dairy and other things and everything. Uh, U.S. exports more food and fiber than we import. In 2016, American farmers exported about $135.5 billion worth of products. Yikes. That's a big grocery list, my friend. That is, that is. On average, one farm in the U.S. can feed one farm in the U.S. can feed 165 people around the world, or 165 people in one place. Um, <laughs> agriculture employs over 24 million Americanos. Keep keep the jobs in America, they say, right? There you go. Everybody's happy. (laughs) Uh, About 34 million cows are slaughtered in the U.S. each year. Very sad. You know what I mean? Just because we want things of them that we want them dead for doesn't mean that we should kill them. You know what I mean? It's kind of a weird. You think of life. You're not just going to do that to a group of uh, humans, are you? Oh, wait. Yeah, we were just talking (laughs) about it. Um, It's kind of a crazy deal. And what do we got here? Not surprising. Uh, Idaho is ranked first for potato production. Of course it is. That's what it's like known for. Alaska accounts for over 60% of the commercial seafood industry. That's kind of an interesting one. You'd think it would be all the oceans, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. California is the largest food and agricultural economy in the nation. I can believe that. Enough cotton is grown in Arizona each year to make more than one pair of jeans for every American. That's wild. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Uh, I wonder if that's one of the thick cottons, one of the things that like we do the most of and sell to other places. Because that's fucking, it's a lot of cotton. Uh, Arkansas's largest industry is agriculture. That makes sense. You know what I mean? That does make sense. Close to half of Colorado's land is used for production agriculture. 
Connecticut has about 750 beekeepers with about 6,000 bee colonies that enhance pollination of the state's specialty crops. Make honey too. They doubled working double time. Hey, gotta make that honey. I hope they got a union for those fucking bees. Yeah. They're getting fucked. About 65% of the U.S. citrus is produced in Florida with 95% of that growth for processing. They are the orange uh, state, right? Yeah. I believe they're the orange state. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. About half the peanuts uh, produced in the United States come from Georgia. I didn't know that. Mm. Idaho has over 24,000 farms producing over 180 different commodities. Like potatoes. Like potatoes is the spot. 179 of those are potatoes. The average farmer in Illinois can feed 156 people. Just at once, or what are we talking? That's it, you know what I mean? Or for the year? Well, I hope they're inviting us over for Thanksgiving. Uh, farmers keep to themselves. They don't invite other people into the mix. Ah, that stinks. I think that's why they got the bad reputation of uh, inbreeding. <laughs> Indiana produces the most ducks in the United States. I didn't know that, but we went to Indiana and we've seen no ducks. <laughs> but it was for the gathering, so we said, we give no ducks. Um, Iowa leads the nation in egg and hog production. Iowa also gave us Slipknot. Um, bogus story. I heard that Machine Gun Kelly, big loser, was giving Slipknot shit. Fuck MJK. Tabasco pepper is only produced in Louisiana. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Must be the soil. Mm. We're almost there, but don't worry. <laughs> there are 187, the same number as homicide, marine grow-out farms, six marine hatcheries, and 18 freshwater hatcheries in Maine. Very nice. We raise our hatcheries high. Chop, chop, whoop, whoop. There are over 400 cranberry growers in Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, I, I believe that. You go down to some more suburban uh, South Shore towns like in Bridgewater and Plymouth, Areas like that, you'll cruise by many a cranberry bog, you know what I mean? Uh, the nation's leader in tart cherries is Michigan. Minnesota is the fourth largest agriculture exporting state in the nation. That's cool. Yeah. Also the home of atmosphere. Texas has the most farms in the country at 248,809 farms, followed by Missouri... Shit. I'm going to get that tattooed on my fucking neck. That's how important that was. That changed my life. Hearing that changed my life. I'm going in a whole new direction now. In Nebraska, one in four jobs are related to agriculture. Interesting. About 130,000 gallons of maple syrup are produced annually on about 500,000 taps in New Hampshire. We were just in New Hampshire at the Happenstance Film Festival, hawking our shit. Heck yeah. Good stuff. Shout out to anybody listening that was there. Uh, 98% of the ranches in New Mexico are family owned and have been handed down through multiple generations, much like every big money raising organizations. Ohio is leading producer in Swiss cheese. Interesting. 
It's yeah. because Ohio has so many O's in it that the cheese has to have O's too. Oh, and, and I have to admit, I thought Swiss cheese came from Switzerland. Well, I think this is just in America. Oh, okay, okay. They probably they probably like uh, created or whatever. <laughs> we just produce it. America does, like films. America they create it, we produce it. Yeah. About sixty-five percent of mushrooms in the United States come from Pennsylvania. That explains Mikey Bone Road. Mm. Um, <laughs> shout out Mikey Bone Road, uh, Pennsylvania. Sixty-five percent of mushrooms. Yeah, that's big. That's big. That's big. Uh, Forty. Washington produces over half of all apples in the United States. That's big too. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have thought that. I would have thought that would have been more closer uh, south. Actually, I, I I would think it'd be uh, from New York, you know, the Big yeah. Apple. Oh, now you've gone too far. We gotta cancel the show. We gotta end the show <laughs> up right now on that because you just went. You crossed the line. You crossed that's the, the line. The, that's what I do, man. I cross the line. Yeah. So in closing, though, we're all we're wrapping up, and we had some fun on this episode. Had some facts and had some fun. Um, but yeah, get the, if you can, man, learn to grow. It's very important whether you just want to take some money off the old grocery bill at the end of the week by getting your own veggies and stuff, or if you want to be prepared in case something drastic does happen. Um, I can tell you one thing for sure. If something was to happen, you don't want to be caught being the only person on the street that don't know how to grow food, especially if you've got like a family that you're taking care of or something like that. Uh, if you're a solo member, you can go dig in the fucking dig for scraps in the trash like the rats, but you can't be having your, your, your folks do that. You know what I mean? That's no good. Uh, but yeah, definitely do it because who's to, who's to say, who's to say what the hell is going to go on. You could, you know, even if it isn't controlling food, you power shortage, electricity, the, the truck stop running. There's a lot of things that could create issue for you needing to learn how to grow food you know what i mean and uh you learn how to use an iphone and every other video game system on the world so you could probably figure out how to grow something to keep yourself your body alive uh when when the time comes if the time comes but uh yeah you know what i mean that being said uh if you dug this episode check out some episodes uh before this and uh definitely 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 Learn how to grow because you don't want to have to eat apples with Agent Orange on them because it isn't good for you or your bloodline, okay? We just got real with you for a second. Now we're going to bring it back. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you all on the next episode of Behold, a Pale Podcast. It's true. So me and my coworker got talking today, and something came up that I didn't really think about when my dad mentioned it to me. He's worked in the agriculture industry for over 40 years. This year, farmers are being offered 1.5 times the value of their crops to destroy them. They're also being told by the federal government they will not receive subsidies for farming if they refuse to destroy their crops. What does that mean? That means that the farmer cannot afford to provide you with food based upon the taxes the government is levying on him if the government doesn't in turn give him back his tax money to provide you with food. Kind of a fucked up system, but that's how it works. And, well, they're not going to subsidize them if they don't destroy the crops. They'll pay them more than what it's worth, and they want them to destroy it, and they'll still get their subsidies.
They're trying to create a food shortage. We've got eight months to get our own food supply. We're, we're probably going to be facing mass starvation. Yes, they are. I initially heard about the government paying farmers to destroy their crops. I thought it was a load of bullshit. Well, lo and behold, we received our destruction notice the other day. So basically, there was two options on how to destroy the crop. The government could fly on Agent Orange, or we could manually destroy the crop ourselves. Oh, we put too much blood, sweat, and tears in it to let them destroy it, so we decided to manually do it ourselves. Basically, it said if we used a lawnmower to destroy the crop, we could receive an extra $600 an acre. Something about the low-carbon footprint or something. As long as we're together, it don't matter where. This is the second machine that I dropped off here for the local farmers. Just want to show you a little bit of each drum. You got four of these drums, two on each side. Now you can imagine the damage they can do, not counting the blade which you can set down. So this will be the first field that we take care of. So all we're going to do is mash everything into the ground. And then I'm going to go pick up some steel plates, lay them across the road, road plates, so we can get the machines over there, start on that farm. So the farmers got paid by the government. I don't understand what it's all about, but they got paid. Now they hired us to come in here and just destroy whatever we can. I don't understand how it all works, but we're already paid for a certain amount of time. You can hear the first machine already running out there. But when you hear them farmers saying they're getting paid to destroy everything, they ain't bullshitting y'all. Y'all better start paying attention. Well, what you saw right there ought to concern you. I was doing exactly what I was told via a letter I got last night in the mail from the Department of Hydrocarbons. They said in order to stabilize oil prices, they need a bunch of oil just dumped. And not dumped on the market, just dumped on lease roads and field roads and things like that. So I'm hooked up to that oil tank, going straight into my truck to get rid of it. Well, I'm going to get fined if I don't get rid of it, they said. So that prompted me to call District Selectman Tony Deloge and, and ask him about this letter. He said he didn't know much about it, but he would suggest that I follow whatever it says. So here we go. You know, these are some serious times right now. Since January, oil prices have been through the roof. I'm seeing more and more farmers on TikTok saying that the government's paying them to kill their fields. Agent Orange, I saw a guy with a lawnmower mowing down beans, getting paid to do it. Uh, they're controlling food. Now they're going to control energy. I, I don't understand why this is going on. But I tell you what, if they control food and they control energy, what freedom do you have left? We are definitely going to experience shortages, the likes of which you have never seen. They're trying to keep me quiet. I need you guys to blow this up and stop scrolling. Control the food supply, control the people. This is what's happening. This is the truth. As a fourth generation farmer, I am hearing cries across the United States. The Biden administration introduced the 3030 bill saying that it is a climate change bill, a conservation bill. But if you look deeper and if you really research what they're trying to do, Nebraska, it is disgusting. Why the hell does the government want 1.16 million acres in Nebraska? Because 97% of Nebraska is privately owned, so they're taking from farmers and ranchers and hardworking Americans. And by 2030, they're going to take... 180 million acres across the United States, kill family farms, control the food supply, control the people. So one of the things we're going to be talking about this week is the apparent fresh food shortage that's going to hit Europe and the UK um, over the next few weeks and months.
Um, this has been completely orchestrated, and it's absolutely terrible that this is likely to be happening right now. There is plenty of fresh food being grown at the moment all over Europe. We have no shortages. Farmers have no shortages, despite the weather changes that we've been having recently. Um, there is an awful lot of fresh produce in the fields at the moment, as you can see behind me. This is purposely going to be brought in bulk and destroyed to create an apparent food shortage. Folks, start listening. Wake up.